We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for April 5th, 2009. And today we're going to be continuing the series we started last week regarding the uh, epidemic of um, child pornography and pedophilia. We're going to be finishing the um, packet that we started last week and then segueing into several other subjects that relate to this. I want to try to cover not just this particular part of this problem, but also the other parts that relate to things like the Catholic priests. Uh, we're going to talk some about Disney and how they've actually perpetuated this problem as well. And yes, I said Disney. In fact, I need to do a whole study on them. This is just going to be a very brief thing that we do. Um, we're going to be looking at... Uh, some other things that relate to this regarding our own government uh, that we, we can be looking at that with a high amount of documentation to prove that. Uh, but I want to go ahead and finish what we had started last week, and then we'll segue into a couple of those other subjects next. Um, this next part of this, and the reason I'm, I'm, again, I'm going over this is to make it abundantly clear what an incredibly huge problem this is, and that it's just not isolated to one country, but that it is essentially going on virtually everywhere on the planet. And the Bible says, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, regarding the end times, 2 Timothy 3.13. And this is what we're seeing. We're seeing evil men and seducers waxing are growing worse, and they're deceiving, and they themselves are deceived, because they're deceiving and being deceived. So, you look around and you say, how could it get any more wicked? Well, it, it, it's amazing, but it can get more wicked, and it will get more wicked, unfortunately. And um, the Bible said it was going to be that way. So, this next report is, the BBC filed a brief report in 1996 case that was otherwise almost completely ignored by the English language press. <clears throat> so, this is BBC British Broadcasting. Um, Mexican police broke up an international child pornography ring based in the resort of Acapulco, which they said had at least 4,000 clients in the United States. Okay, so this is now relating a little bit more to the United States. This particular ring had 4,000 clients. A UN envoy investigating the case said that the child pornography sometimes involved babies of less than one month old. Now, I can't imagine how possibly demon-possessed you would have to be Number one, to even be sexually attracted to a baby. That doesn't even, that doesn't even make any kind of sense whatsoever. A child, uh, these little, it just doesn't, it doesn't add up. And again, it's pure demon possession. It's pure evil. There's no way if you're a, um, even a normal unsaved person, most of the time cannot relate to this type of, of thing. Um, their their minds are pure darkness. That's all, the only thing I could say. This these subjects that we're talking about here, I would refer to as the depths of Satan, pure blackness and darkness. It goes on to say in July of 1997, the News Telegraph spoke of over 800 French homes being raided and 204 subjects subjects being taken into custody. Among those detained were more than 30 teachers and a number of priests. This It's a perfect line of work. A teacher or a priest. You have access 
you have access to the public, and it, whether it be a priest or a teacher, teachers even a little bit more have, well, of course that's debatable, but they have access to children. If you think about it, depending on, on where they're at, but you're going to see that's a common thread. Goes on to say, as well as the deputy mayor of the town of St. Mihel, by the end of the week, four had committed suicide, including the school headmaster. So the school headmaster, they, they committed. So you're going to see that as a common theme. A certain small percentage of them will commit suicide rather than suffer the shame. The rest of them will typically just get off with some kind of light little sentence because they're being protected. They are being protected at the highest levels, and, and they have. Uh, so, if they can get through the shame and not commit suicide, they'll most likely live to do it again. Three years later, the BBC filed a very brief report noting that the verdict was due in the trial was due in the trial of more than sixty people accused of possessing child pornography. One of the judges hearing the case said examining the video evidence made him feel physically sick. I, I there's no way. I could do this. I'm, I'm not saying I'm Mr. Whatever, perfect, but I, I couldn't look at this stuff. And the Bible says to set no wicked thing before your eyes. And, I mean, I am I thank God for the people that prosecute them. I mean, I really want to go after them. Personally, I couldn't do it. It would it would just, it would ruin me. I, I believe it would, because I, I, I don't know. I just can't imagine looking at that garbage. It, it would be so unbelievably horrific. And he goes on to say, and one of the children's rights groups has alleged that a senior public figure were among those investigated. But the cases were dropped before coming to court. Oh, imagine that. We're going to see this over and over and over. There is probably no other thing in society that we live in today that is more covered up than this subject we're talking about. In 1998... 1998, another large-scale international ring was discovered operating out of the Netherlands, Berlin, and Germany. The New York Times reported that investigators called the case nauseating in that the images of, of abuse of even babies and infants were peddled via the Internet and the media. Police discovered voluminous records of what appears to be clients and suppliers from countries including Israel, Ukraine, Britain, Russia, and the United States. The ring was first uncovered when a key member was found dead in Italy. According to the Irish Times, he was murdered by another member of the ring. His apartment in a Dutch town of Zandvoort was found to contain thousands of digital images stored on computer disks, as well as hundreds of addresses of suspected suppliers and clients. According to the New York Times, the images shocked even veteran sex crime investigators, one of whom stated that the seized evidence let, left him absolutely speechless. These are veteran crime investigators. It looks like the perpetrators are not dealing with human beings, but with objects. And you'll see that theme as well. They, they don't... These devils, these demon-possessed devils in human form... Are uh, they? They have no conscience. Their conscience has been seared with a hot iron. Their minds have been darkened. They operate in the depths of Satan. If you could look inside them, all you would see is blackness. It's all you would see if, if God allowed you to look inside them to see their soul and spirit. They would be pure blackness. I don't, there's no light in them. 
In other words, they're, they're of their father, the devil, and of his works they will do. And this is just more confirmation of that. And you'll see that theme, though, that they deal with these, these children as objects. They have no conscience whatsoever. They have no compassion. They're pure self-centeredness. And self-centeredness is really, in a way, the basis for all sin. Because it always starts with some type of self-centered thought. That is typically the reason that we sin. Whether it's greed, whether it's envy, whether it's pride, whether it's murder, whether it's coveting, whatever, you think about it. The self-centeredness is really kind of like the foundation for that. So the BBC reported in June of 1999 that the two unnamed German men have... (coughs) (coughs) Okay, sorry about that. Uh, repeating, the BBC reported in June of 1999 that two unnamed German men had gone on trial accused of running a child pornography ring in Germany, Poland, and the Czech Republic. The pair, along with at least seven identified but unindicted accomplices, unindicted, made video recordings of gang sexually abusing children between the ages of three and 14 since 1993. This was a gang of adults Doing this to children as little as three. A large but unspecified quantity of videos, photography, and magazines and CD-ROMs containing child pornography were confiscated. As also noted, it was a possible connection to the Dutro case that we'd reported on previously. There have been s- cases of Slovakian children being taken to Vienna to make pornographic films. The Belgian pedophile Mark Dutro was a regular visitor to one Slovakian town. Now, what they'll do a lot of times <clears throat> is they, they get the kids that are on the streets that have a lot of times maybe they've lost their parents, maybe they're runaways. And once that happens, many times they become kind of disposable in the, in the eyes of the world. <clears throat> and there's no paper trail recording where they're going or what they're doing. They're the perfect victims for this type of thing. And this goes on all over the world. The homeless are, are, are the greatest, the ones that are greatest at risk for this type of thing to happen to them, by far. <clears throat> In September of 1998, another ring had been raided, one that the BBC described as a larger, more sinister pedophile network called Wonderland. <clears throat> it kind of reminds me of Michael Jackson's, what is it, Never Neverland, whatever he has. Is that what he calls it? That devil. He's he's nothing but a total demon-possessed devil in the flesh. I don't even... I mean, that guy is so disgusting. But, you know, he's nothing more than than a, a pedophile that lures little boys in. And, and, you know, he just does it, I guess, a little bit more out in the open. <clears throat> this goes on to say the San Jose Mercury News reported police in 22 states... And 13 foreign countries conducted coordinated raids. <clears throat> 22 states and 13 foreign countries. That's a pretty, pretty big thing. It was aimed at breaking up an internet ch- child pornography ring. The ring involves as many as 200 people around the world who exchanged over the internet thousands of sexually explicit images of <coughs> children as young as 18 months old. The Independent later reported that the ring shared pictures of 
children being abused, in some cases via live webcam broadcasts over the internet. The raids included homes in Australia, Austria, Belgium, Finland, France, Germany, Italy, Norway, Portugal, and Sweden. According to the New York Times, which added that, quote, several dozen people were arrested, but officials said that the that they expected more than, really no more than 100 to be charged. Several dozen, okay. <clears throat> the Independent later reported that 107 suspects were ultimately arrested. The Mercury News implied that that was only the tip of the iceberg. The ring actually extends into 47 countries. So it's almost like they make these token arrests in order to make it somewhat palatable to the people that might be reading the story. And typically, a lot of times, if they get arrested, they're released, you know, within a short period of time, but that doesn't make the news. And that's all by design, so that there'll be minimal public outrage. The case was described by a British official as stomach-churning. The Times reported Wonderland Club members are believed to have posed their own children for pictures. Now, again, this is very common. This is very common of a generational Luciferian or even Satanist. They take their own children and they and they sexually abuse them. They use them in all sorts of rituals. And uh, maybe that was what was done to them too when they were. It doesn't make it right to perpetuate it, but this is many times a generational thing. <clears throat> in other cases, parents may have taken money to let their children be used. That's also another very common theme. The Guardian reported that over 1,250 children were featured in photos and videos, many of whom suffered appalling injuries and were seen sobbing uncontrollably as they were being sexually violated. Can you imagine? I can't even conceive of, of, of this kind of evil. Those poor children, God bless them. I pray to God His angels and camp around about them and protect them. And again, this is the reason I'm doing this study. is Because if you don't know about it, or if you don't understand the gravity of the situation, you would never even know to pray about it. <clears throat> I'm not just doing this to be a sensationalistic. This is all stuff that's been reported. I mean, even by the secular media. We're talking BBC, New York Times, and they're the ones that, <clears throat> really, if the media was reporting everything... You know, we would know a lot more, but they're suppressing it. But even suppressed, this is what we're actually seeing. Then it goes on to say, the independent added, the victimized children were mostly under the age of 10. The BBC report held that combined raids resulted in the seizure of more than 750,000 computer images of children. 750,000. A detective superintendent with the British National Crime Squad called the images disgusting and added that the behavior that has been carried out is absolutely appalling. The BBC also took note of the fact that while ignored by the American press, Wonderland originated in the United States. <clears throat> that doesn't surprise me. Among the scores of U.S. homes raided in connection with the case... One yielded a d database of more than 100,000 sexual photographs of naked boys and girls. Interestingly enough, the Times also reported that in another raid in Missouri, turned up a cache of weapons, as well as a child, as well as child pornography, in a heavily 
fortified trailer. As with earlier raids in Europe, a rash of suicides followed the Wonderland arrests. I mean, you gotta, you gotta think, this is the most debased, disgusting, shameful thing you could ever get accused of. Now, I also know the government has, has to a certain extent, if they have somebody that they want to uh, discredit or is causing them a lot of trouble, oh, they just accuse them, they plant child pornography or whatever on their computer, and they do a raid, and then that person's ruined. Ruined. So that doesn't always necessarily mean they're guilty. Just remember that as well, because it is the ultimate tool to destroy someone. There's no, I mean, even if you accuse somebody of being gay, this is worse. I mean, pedophilia is worse. That's like the lowest of the lowest of the low. So, bear in mind, too, that's another tool they use. <clears throat> By October 24th, 1998, the Mercury News was reported that no fewer than 44 of the 34 American suspects had killed themselves. <clears throat> These included a retired Air Force pilot, a microbiologist at the University of Connecticut, and a computer consultant in Colorado. I mean, all these people in high level, and that's, I, I hate to say it, it's a common theme. A lot of the people that are into this are either the ultra-rich or, or professionals. And I really believe that most of them are probably heavily involved in the occult, because um, <clears throat> this is something the devil will draw you into if you get into high enough levels of the occult. This is something that would be not only drawn into, but it would be required to advance in the occult and to appease their father, the devil. He wants to defile you in every possible way he can, and he wants to use you as a source of defiling innocence, if he can get you to do that. This is how Satan would be looking at it. In the UK, the Wonderland raids dubbed Operation Cathedral resulted in the, in the indictments of eight suspects, eight and there's thousands and thousands of people doing this, involved. One of the eight turned up dead four months later, another alleged suicide. Now, some of these may be truly committing suicide, and I think there's a certain percentage that um, are being um, murdered and making it look like suicides because they know too much. <clears throat> the other seven were given ridiculously light sentences. Now, this is this whole Wonderland sting, okay? Where it's, let me just reiterate that, 22 states, 13 foreign countries conducted coordinated raids. 22 states, 13 coordinated countries. Uh, they said that the of the people that they arrested was only the tip of the iceberg. The ring actually extends into 47 countries. And they arrest eight people. One supposedly commits suicide, and the other seven were given ridiculously light sentences in February of 2001 for their complicity in inflicting unfathomable abuse on countless children. These people should be in the electric chair for 30 days. 30 days in the electric chair. I mean, there's nothing you could, you could really do to them that wouldn't be, that would be too good for them. You know what I mean? This is as low as it could possibly get. The, Jesus Christ said it were better if a millstone were hung about their neck and they'd be cast in the midst of the sea than they offend one of these little ones that believe in me. That's what Jesus Christ said about when you when you would do such a thing to a child. <clears throat> and that's just offending, you know, 
this is this is beyond um, this is crossing the line unbelievably so yeah they were they were just given these little light sentences sentences ranged from 12 to 30 months for the seven that they got on this Wonderland raid now if, if this hasn't already convinced you of the cover-up then I don't know what will because but we'll give you a whole lot more so don't worry if you're still not convinced just a few weeks before the sentences were handed down, the Guardian was reporting that <clears throat> police today arrested 13 suspected pedophiles in the largest UK operation against child pornography. Once again, a massive amount of appalling evidence was seized, with most of the material featuring scenes of children being raped and sexually abused. The Independent reported in 2001, detectives working on the Wonderland case discovered that many of the pedophiles were also members of other child pornography groups. One of the groups most closely tied to Wonderland was a ring known as the Orchid Club. They always have these nice frilly names, you can see. <clears throat> this Orchid Club had been exposed in 1996 investigation in San Jose, California. That investigation had led to the indictment of 16 men on charges of conspiring to produce and exchange pornography. <clears throat> Uh, ultimately, they said their crimes included recruiting young rel relatives and friends of their own children to be molested and photographed. So again, very common theme. They get their own family involved because that's the easiest. I mean, obviously, you have a lot more control in that situation than if you try to maybe go and abduct a child off the street. <clears throat> the, the club also, like Wonderland, involved real-time exploitation of children on the Internet Club members were able to send in requests and have them acted out in live feeds. So they would send in their sick, twisted, perverted, disgusting, from the pit of hell requests, and then these things were acted out on live feeds against these children, or toddlers, or infants, or whatever, or whoever they were doing this to. The club also had a pedophile summit at which members traded stories about preteen girls they had molested and photographed in sexually explicit poses. <clears throat> the summit was held, appropriately enough, on April 20th, the birth date of Adolf Hitler, and, and, had, a significant, and had been a significant occult holiday. You've heard that expression, death is too good for these, for that person. That's, <laughs> well, then again, their hell is going to be unlike anything that they could ever possibly fathom. And again, this is why I encourage you to pray Psalm 64. Because these people are just pure, unredeemable wickedness. Un, I really truly believe the absolute vast majority of these people that could possibly involve in this could never, ever, they crossed the line so long ago with God, they've been turned over to a reprobate mind, their consciences have been seared with a hot iron. I'm not saying Jesus Christ can't save them. I just have never personally heard of a pedophile, particularly at this level, ever getting converted to Jesus Christ. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm not saying... The blood of Jesus Christ isn't strong. I'm just saying that that would be a one in a million thing. And I'll, I'll tell you another thing. If they continue to get away with this, they'll never get saved. Because there's no way they're going to wake up one day and in and of themselves say, Wow, I'm sick of being this demon-possessed pervert. I want to be good. It's not going to happen ever. 
The only way a person like this is ever going to get saved is through severity. The goodness and severity of the Lord will lead thee to repentance. Godly sorrow worketh repentance. They need sorrow. They need severity. If they were ever to have any hope of getting saved. Okay? And again, that's the essence of Psalm 64. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded, so they shall make their own tongues to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away, and all shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of His doing. That's fear of the Lord. That's what we don't have near enough of in this world, is fear of the Lord. We're going to have it when, when God comes back in judgment. <clears throat> and I'm not saying that judgment's not going to begin, because the Bible says judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. If the church was doing its job, they would be exposing this. But, no, they can't do that because it might not be politically correct. I'm not saying every church, but I'm saying most of them. Most of these 501c3 corporate institutions that were created by the government. They're not going to talk about this stuff. They, they have people exiting, oh, that's not, it's not the power of positive thinking anymore. We're actually dealing with truth. I don't want truth. I want, I want to feel good on Sundays. I don't want to feel... The Bible says there's wisdom in the house of mourning. And I mean to mourn. <clears throat> the heart of the fools is in the house of myrrh. In Ecclesiastes. And um, that's what this type of teaching is all about. The Bible talks about let your joy be turned to heaviness and your laughter into mourning. It says that in the New Testament. <clears throat> so, in March of 2001, yet another interlinked global pedophile network was exposed. That month, the Independent reported U.S. authorities announced the arrest of four American citizens for involvement in an international child pornography ring called Blue Orchid. The Los Angeles Times further detailed the United States and Russia have shut down a Moscow-based international pornography ring that used the internet to sell videotapes of children engaged in sexual acts. These tapes were said to sell for two to three hundred dollars a piece. As an Associated Press release revealed, police seized some six hundred videotapes and two hundred digital discs, many boxes of photographs, video duplication equipment, and sales and shipping records were also seized leading to the criminal inquiries in 24 nations. So, it's just scores and scores of countries this is taking place in, and is taking place in. The ring was also said by the Times to offer what were cryptically referred to as custom-made videos, with a hefty price of $5,000 each. <clears throat> the contents of these videos were not yet revealed. It was revealed that the prevalence of child pornography has increased dramatically with the growth of the Internet. There are approximately 100,000 websites worldwide associated with child pornography. 100,000 websites. Why aren't these websites wiped off the day they come online? Why? I don't understand that. Why? There's, why isn't there some... I mean, in this case, why isn't there some governmental agency up there wiping these things... I mean, come on. You, you don't have to have the discernment of a dung beetle to know that this is absolutely horrifically wrong. I mean, that, you know, 
come on. But no, they're up there. This point, and they're, and they're, they're up there, and I don't see people getting punished for it. I see like, okay, yeah, they did a raid on some guy's house. And they, ch- they found child pornography on, on his computer. That's fine, okay? That's all fine and good. But why not go after the source? And if, particularly if it's online, how, how really hard could it be to find? Particularly with the technology the government does have. And that's probably the first time you ever heard me say the government to go after something. But in this case, come on, there's no excuse. Uh, so anyway, it goes on to say this point was reinforced the next day by the British press who reported police raids on yet another pedophile ring. A report in The Guardian held more than 30 people, including a man working for a national youth organization, were arrested today in dawn raids on the homes of suspected pedophiles. And once again, being sold and traded were images which showed children being abused. The next month, The Guardian carried a report of Eric Franklin Rosner, accused child pornographer, one of the FBI's ten most wanted criminals, and a former keyboardist for John Cougar Mellencamp, Camp's band. John Cougar Mellencamp, you know that guy? He was like that rock singer, pop rock singer. Um, According to the report, investigators believe Rosner's material is among pornography circulated by a British pedophile ring. More than 1,800 members are thought to be belong to a club called Teen Boys. It features boys aged around 12. Teen Boys is considered bigger than the notorious Wonderland Club. In September 2001, the Scottish Daily Record reported that the Salvation Army couple working on a British Army base, Salvation Army, okay, working on a British Army base, have been arrested in a massive pedophile crackdown. Hey, Salvation Army is a perfect cover. Any kind of priest or reverend or whatever position like that, perfect cover. Happens a lot in the churches. This does. <clears throat> the seeds from the couple's home were 400 videotapes, computers, discs, photographs, and materials. Images of children as young as two have been found. The same report claimed a massive vice probe into kitty porn in the United States, which, which would expose some of the biggest names in Hollywood as pedophiles. Why do you think Hollywood's trying to put out things to defile you through their movies and through their, their TV? Because they themselves are defiled, and they are of their father the devil, and of his works they will do. They want to defile you, because they themselves are defiled. Remember where it talks about in Romans 1, where it says they had, you know, pleasure in these things that they shouldn't be doing, and in those that did them as well? Misery loves company. Everybody's doing it. Hey, hey, if all the gay people are coming out of the closet helps the other gay people come out of the closet because they feel more justified and empowered. And then, then they don't associate it with sin anymore because if everybody's doing it, it can't be sin. That's how they think. A federal investigation codenamed Operation Avalanche has resulted in over 100 arrests, and the U.S. Department of Justice say there will be hundreds more, including celebrities. Well, I don't remember this. Lori Rabjohns, identified as a Justice Department spokesman, was quoted as saying, These are people who appear upstanding members of society. We're talking doctors, lawyers, and celebrities. 
Do you remember hundreds of, of Hollywood starlets getting arrested for for pedophilia? I don't remember that. They should have been, but I just don't remember it. See, a lot of people, another thing you have to understand, a lot of people that have gotten to the positions they've gotten to, whether it be a high-level politician, whether it be a judge or a lawyer, whether it be somebody in Hollywood, Hollywood, the only reason they've gotten there is because they have literally made a deal with the devil. And I mean that literally. You can do that. You could sell your soul to the devil. The guy that discovered rock music, uh, or, or that they, they really was, they attribute the origin, the foundation of modern day rock music was the blues. It was a guy named Robert Johnson. And if you want to know about him, just do a keyword search for Robert Johnson on my search box on my homepage, and you'll hear about him. He was the guy, he was considered the king of the Delta Blues, and he made a literal deal with the devil that he absolutely confirmed and admitted. And he did it at this particular crossroads at this place in Mississippi, and it was called the Crossroads Curse. And all of a sudden, this guy went from a virtual unknown, who, who really wasn't that great at playing the um, guitar, so all of a sudden, overnight, having this unbelievable talent to the point where he's still revered by many of the, the um, devil-worshipping rock stars that, that are around to this day. And he died a pretty horrific death. He didn't live very long after that, at all, three or four years, and he was gone. But his name is Robert Johnson. And... Um, that was the that was the modern day start and inception of the modern day rock music through that through the blues move, movement. Made a deal with the devil. I, I mean, people do this, and if, if you know people in the high level occult or that have come out of it, they'll confirm this to you. And this is how they get to these positions. So it shouldn't surprise us when we see all the highest upper echelon of society. Is, is really the main people involved with this type of depravity. Uh, going further, it says, this investigation came about as a result of a raid on the Fort Worth, Texas home of Thomas and Janice Reedy, who had been operating a business called Landslide Productions. Now, this, this is out in the open. Landslide Productions. They're in Fort Worth, Texas home, operating a business. What did the business do? They offered child pornography for sale over the internet. How could this be going on? If, if law enforcement was halfway serious, how could this be going on? The Reedy website, according to the Independent, functioned as a portal to more than 5,700 websites, websites with names such as Child Rape and Cyber Lolita. It was a portal to 5,700 other websites. D is this insane? that this could actually be online and nobody's taking it down? The Reddies have made millions of dollars from their child porn business, which employed more than a dozen staff. Is this incomprehensible? This is out in the open. A dozen staff, millions of dollars off child pornography, and their staff included a customer service representative and a receptionist. The financial empire was built with money raised from torture, rape, and sexual abuse of children as young as two. Incomprehensible. The raid on the Reedy home, conducted in September of 1999, 
unexpectedly yielded a database of names and addresses of a reported 75,000 subscribers around the world. According to a report carried in February 2002 by Tech TV, more than 35,000 of those individual subscribers were in the United States. So most of them were here. The center of depravity. The U.S. Nevertheless, only 100 arrests have been made at this time of this report. 75,000 people. 5,700 websites. They're doing business out in the open, and nevertheless, only 100 arrests have been made at the time of this report. A number that remained unchanged in the months after the initial arrests. 100 people. That's it. If this isn't the biggest cover-up I've ever seen, I don't know what is. By early of 2003, the story had dropped out of sight with little indication there would be any further arrests, despite Chief Postal Inspector Kenneth Weaver's early insistence that the initial arrests were just the tip of the iceberg. More than 7,000 subscribers to the site were British citizens. Their names, addresses, and credit card information were provided by the FBI to British authorities, who launched an an investigation paralleling Operation Avalanche, that was dubbed Operation Orr, like O-R-E. As an American, only a few of the known offenders have thus far been arrested, as in America, um, including among those questioned by police have been the television personality Matthew Kelly and legendary guitarist Peter Townsend. There's another guy from one of these rock groups, Peter Townsend, like Led Zeppelin, I think. John Cougar Mellencamp, the keyboardist, that guy. Rock music. Most of those guys make, when they get to get to a level of where they're at, many of them make a deal with the devil. Literally. It's well known in the rock industry. So it wouldn't surprise me that we've got these people that have made deals with the devil involved with this stuff. A hundred arrests. And they probably all got light sentences. The ones that maybe didn't commit suicide. Also included among the 7,272 suspects in the United Kingdom, according to the Observer, were hundreds of child welfare professionals, including police officers, care workers, and teachers, all of whom were identified as extremely high-risk pedophiles. This This is another crackdown. This isn't the same one we were just talking about. Particularly well represented in the list were law enforcement personnel. Again, perfect line of work. You can commit a crime and cover it up all in one. And you can help cover up other pedophiles that are also law enforcement officers. So, there were, in this particular raid, 7,272 suspects in the United Kingdom. Um, Of these, hundreds were child welfare professionals. Hey, they're working with children for their welfare including police officers, care workers, and teachers. Perfect line of work. Particularly well represented were law enforcement. Investigators now believe as many as 90 police officers have so far been identified from the initial trawl of the 200 of the British names found uh, in the U.S. Many of the other suspects worked in other sensitive professions, often linked with the criminal justice system. Isn't that ironic? Criminals running the criminal justice system or intricately involved. On November 4, 2002, the Independent carried a brief report that noted that virtually all of the British suspects 
had yet to be investigated, despite the police having the details on four, having these details for four months. All the information on the suspects was sent in July 2002 to 51 police departments throughout Great Britain, but despite detailed intelligence, nearly all of the suspected pedophiles remain at large. We just can't find them. Actually, we're not even trying to get them. We would rather they run loose on the streets and continue their depravity in crimes against humanity than pick them up. No mention was made of why it took U.S. authorities nearly three years to get this information to their U.K. counterparts. Three years. Yeah, we're just dragging our heels. Not a big deal. Just little kids being tortured and put to death. What could be a bigger motivation than that? I can't, I can't even imagine. In January 2003, the Sunday Herald announced that the police inquiry, which plans to arrest a further 7,000 men across the UK, is set to end a disaster, with many suspects walking free. Detective Chief Inspector Bob Macklin, former head of Scotland Yard's pedophile unit, told the Sunday Herald, the lack of urgency in making arrests will lead to suspects destroying evidence before they are arrested. And again, what I would say is this is the whole point, is to give these devils enough time to hide the evidence and to either move, change their identities. Many of these people that are doing this have tons and tons and tons of money. They can afford to change their identity. They can afford to maybe even get plastic surgery. They can afford to move. They can afford to forge passports. I mean, they're in, they live in the criminal element. This is what they would be adept at. But no, we want to give them plenty of time to do that. The final line of the Sunday Herald article revealed that according to police, there were enough rich and famous Operation Or suspects to fill newspaper front pages for an entire year. Let me read that again. The final line in the Sunday Herald. This is a regular paper. Revealed that according to police, there were enough rich and famous Operation Or, these are the ones that were pedophiles, are, there were enough of these suspects to fill newspaper front pages for an entire year. That's what they're admitting to. Of course, we'll never see those names. Not, not in this life, most likely. According to the Register and Sunday Times which reportedly obtained but did not publish all 7,272 names. So the Register and the Sunday Times got this. And again, this, this supports the fact that the media is absolutely in collusion with the law enforcement. They're helping perpetuate the cover-up because they're owned by the Illuminati, and the Illuminati controls these types of things. So, these lists of suspects included at least 20 senior executives service personnel from at least five military bases, uh, GPs, university, I guess that means general practitioners, university academics and civil servants. Along on the list were also a famous newspaper columnist, along with songwriter for a legendary pop band, and there's another band thing, and a member of another chart-topping 1980s cult pop group. It seems like this Child pedophilia is just rampant through anything having to do with rock music. Along with an official of the Church of England. 
It is unlikely that any of these suspects, nor the high-profile former Labor cabinet minister mentioned in the Sunday Herald, will ever be prosecuted. In August of 2003, Scotland on Sunday, which is evidently a paper or publication, reported that the Scottish arm of the massive internet child pornography investigation operation, or has ended. Yeah, we've only got 7,272 names that we've got total proof that are involved in this pedophile ring. But we're going we're gonna to go ahead and end it. We're going to end the investigation. We don't want to perpetuate this any. You think, I think how mad, if this makes you angry, think how mad it makes the Lord Jesus Christ. Think how mad it makes Father God. I, I can't even imagine. The massive internet child pornography investigation has ended, according to the Sunday, uh, Scotland on Sunday, without anybody being charged with sex abuse. Nobody. Nobody charged. An unnamed Scottish police chief said that the outcome would not trouble us if we thought that all the men who were looking at child porn on their computer were just sad creeps. It would trouble me. I'm sorry. It would, it would greatly trouble me either way. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. That's what you're looking at. Don't think it's not going to result in more and more and more if you continue to put those images in your mind. But he says, um, uh, if they were just sad creeps who did not pose a risk to children in their lives, but that is not the conclusion that was drawn from every raid. To the contrary, the investigators repeatedly encountered was evidence that suspects, suspects were engaged in ongoing physical abuse of children. Seven thousand two hundred and seventy-two names, and they nail these people, and they've got all this proof. But nobody was charged with any sex abuse. No, nobody was even charged. Unfathomable, absolutely incomprehensible. You talk about evil being protected, evil having more rights than these these poor innocent children. This is a terrible study to do. I, I, this is, I mean, I just, you cannot feel anything but sadness, anger, righteous indignation, a lot of that. In March of 2002, Knight Ritter, whatever that is, not Ryder, but Ritter, carried a report that stated postal inspectors, the FBI, and Canadian authorities have broken up an underground network of adults who traded pornographic videos of children, sometimes their own, being brutally beaten. In September of 2003, the International Herald Tribune carried a report from Berlin concerning an international police investigation that had uncovered an immense child pornography ring involving 26,500 suspects who swapped illegal names on the internet in 166 countries. 166 countries? More than 500 homes in Germany were searched, and hundreds of computers were seized, along with tens of thousands of CD-ROMs, diskettes, and videotapes. One seized image showed a baby of four months being abused. statement issued by the German Interior and Justice Ministries warned that many of the suspects, a number of whom 
are reportedly teachers and police officials, are extremely dangerous pedophiles and are all from all walks of life. About 800 of those suspects resided in the United States. The case of abduction and murder against Belgium's infamous pedophile Marc Dutroux, which is the guy that we started this report talking about, it remains unsolved. Okay, so the, the abduction and murder of, Dark, of Mark Dutroux remains unsolved. He has not been brought to book for these heinous crimes. There appears to be a steel veil drawn over the facts at the highest level, and no one is prepared to expose those involved in this blatant cover-up, because Mark Dutroux had the goods on so many people. They are going to do whatever they have to to totally suppress it. Not because they care about Mark Dutroux, but, be, but what they do care about is the people that he knew were into this. The official answer is that a series of hysterical conspiracy theories forced investigators to search for pedophile networks. Yeah, this is just hysterical conspiracy theories we're talking about today here. All documented, all proven. Even in mainstream media they even did this. And they're the ones trying to cover it up. But supposedly these pedophile networks, they don't even exist. For the observers of this debacle, that's exactly what didn't happen. Far from being investigated, leads pointing to a network seem to have been blocked or buried. Olenka Frankel for the BBC said on May 2nd, 2002, several prosecutors, policemen, and crucial eyewitnesses have committed suicide. Prosecutors, policemen, and crucial eyewitnesses have committed suicide? Important evidence has also disappeared. So maybe Mark Dutroux is being protected from on high. On high? Maybe on low, but not on high. What other explanation can there be for such a disgraceful chain of events? Why would you say he's being protected on high? Like from God? Please. Mark Dutroux is burning so hot in hell, I can't even imagine what his hell's like. The, another quote, this is from Andrew Osborne from The Guardian, January 25th, 2002. Bruno Taglaferro, a Charlario scrap metal merchant who knew Dutroux, Mark Dutroux, claimed to know something about the car in which Julie and Melissa were kidnapped, but he was soon found dead, apparently of a heart attack. They've got ways of inducing heart attacks, Okay. Um, and that can be done. His wife, Fabrine Japart, refused to accept the verdict and arranged for his body to be exhumed. Samples sent to the USA for analysis showed that he'd been poisoned. Soon after, her teenage son found her dead in her home in her bed, her mattress smoldering. Publicly, it was declared a suicide or an accident. There have been 20 such unexplained deaths connected to Mark Dutroux. And again, this is the most horrific study I've ever done, by far. This is just beyond anything that's, that's comprehensible. Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and segue right to this next article here, which involves more closer to home in the United States. This involves, called the Franklin Cover-Up. And... Um, This is something you can go watch online. You can watch this online. 
and um, you know, see for, see for yourself. Um, actually, you know what? <laughs> I don't have this thing totally done. Tell you what, I'm just going to kind of cover. I'm going to cover some of these articles, and then we'll finish up the next part of this next week. Um, this is. I'm looking at a post here from the Washington Times, June 29, 1989, Washington D.C. Washington Times. I, I can even show my daughter Nonette a picture of this, and it's entitled. Homosexual prostitution inquiry ensnares VIPs with Reagan and Bush. Washington Times. Front page. And then the the subtitle, Call Boys Took Midnight Tour of the White House. This is from Paul M. Rodriguez and George Archibald of the Washington Times. 1989. A homosexual prostitution ring is under investigation by federal and district authorities and includes among its clients key officials of the Reagan and Bush administrations, military officers, congressional aides, and U.S. and foreign businessmen with close social ties to Washington's political elite, documents obtained by the Washington Times revealed. One of the ring's high-profile clients was so well-connected, in fact, that he could arrange a middle-of-the-night tour of the White House for his friends on Sunday, July 3rd of last year. Among the six persons on the extraordinary 1 a.m. tour were two male prostitutes. Now, again, why, why didn't we see more after this? Because a lot of times the Illuminati will let things like this get out to see what public reaction will be. If there's enough public outcry, they know they haven't. They need to soften up humanity a little bit more. They're they're not quite ready to accept this type of thing appearing in the news. I don't remember there being any kind of public outcry about this at all, whatsoever. Federal authorities, including the Secret Service, are investigating criminal aspects of the ring and have told male prostitutes and their homosexual clients that a grand jury will deliberate over the evidence throughout the summer. The Times learned. Reporters for this newspaper examined hundreds of credit card vouchers drawn on both corporate and personal cards and made payable to escort services operated by the homosexual ring. Many of the vouchers were run through a so-called sub-merchant account of the Chamber's funeral home by a son of the owner without the company's knowledge. Among the client names contained in the vouchers and identified by prostitutes and escort operators are government officials, locally based U.S. military officers, businessmen, lawyers, bankers, congressional aides, and other professionals. Here we go again. Front page news in the Washington Times. The office of U.S. Attorney J.B. Stevens, former former deputy of White House, counsel to President Reagan, is coordinating federal aspects of the inquiry. That's like the fox guarding the hen house. Oh yeah, that, that, I'm sure we're going to get an honest inquiry now. But he also refused to discuss the investigation of the Grand Jury Act action. Several former White House colleagues of Mr. Stevens are listed among the clients. So several colleagues of this man who's undertaking the investigation are among the clients. Oh, there's no conflict of interest there. They're, they're listed among the clients of the homosexual prostitution ring, according to the credit card records. 
and those persons have confirmed that the charges were theirs. Wow. Honesty here? And then it says Mr. Stevens' office, after first saying it would cooperate with the Times, Washington Times, inquiry, he then withdrew the offer late yesterday and declined to say whether Mr. Stevens would rescue, recuse himself from the case because of the obvious conflict of interest. Now again, we never heard anything more about this. So we know nothing ever became of it. Here's, here's one from CNN. CNN.com. This is 2-2104. FBI official pleads guilty to child molestation. FBI official. This is from Washington Associated Press. The former chief internal watchdog. This is the former chief internal watchdog at the FBI's pleaded guilty to one count of sexually assaulting a six-year-old girl and has admitted that he had a history of molesting other children before he joined the Bureau for a two-decade career. Those in high places are, at best, are in the best places to perpetuate this because they have so much at their disposal to cover their crimes. Who was this man? John H. Condit Jr., who was 53 years old at the time, who actually retired in 2001, was sentenced last Friday to 12 years in prison in Tarrant County Court in Fort Worth, Texas, after he admitted he molested the daughter of two FBI agents after he retired. He acknowledged molesting at least two other girls before his law enforcement careers, his law said, his lawyer said. Oh, I'm sure he had, those 20 years he was in the FBI, he was a perfect angel. It was just after he, before he got in and after he got out, you know, like those demons went anywhere that was possessing him. Now, I'm going to go ahead and hold off on this Franklin case. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, this will be for next week. I'm going to hold off on that, and I'm going to go to part two now, where we'll get into some other subjects, and then we'll, we'll segue. The last part will be this Franklin cover-up case. And if you want to know more about the Franklin cover-up, just go up on the internet, and I'll give you this little preview, and key in, um, let's see here, key in, it's called Conspiracy of Silence. Conspiracy of Silence. Now, it's not the best video quality. But this was a documentary listed for viewing in the TV Guide magazine and was to be aired on the Discovery Channel on May 3rd of 1994. Researched and documented by a British journalistic team who came to the United States just for the story, it was censored at the last minute before it was ready to air on Discovery Channel. Now, I've put out emails on this before. The documentary exposed a network of religious leaders and Washington politicians who flew children to Washington, D.C. for sex orgies. Many children suffered the indignity of wearing nothing but their underwear and their number displayed on a piece of cardboard hanging from their necks when being auctioned off to foreigners in Las Vegas, Nevada, Toronto, and Canada. This is trafficking of children. At the last minute before airing, an unknown congressman threatened the cable TV, TV industry with restrictive legislation if the documentary was aired. Almost immediately, the rights to the documentary were purchased by unknown persons who had ordered all copies destroyed. A copy of this videotape was then furnished anonymously to former Nebraska State Senator and Attorney John DeCamp. We're going to read an interview of him next week who made it available to retired FBI Chief Ted Gunderson. I'm not going to say anything more than that for now on this. But if you want to go up there, Conspiracy of Silence on YouTube or Google Video, it's not the greatest quality, you can find it, or go up to franklincase.org, 
franklincase.org. Um, you want to read about it? Happened. It's been suppressed. He wrote a whole book. This DeCamp senator, ex senator DeCamp, wrote a whole book on this called the Franklin Cover Up. Whole book on this very stuff we're talking about. And, it, and it's no less depraved, if not even more depraved. In fact, the stuff that I have to read next week, I have to censor. Because I can't read it all. It's, it's too horrific. It's just too horrific. Anyway, I'm going to go to part, I believe this will be part four next. And uh, we'll go from there. God bless you.